Hey guys, it's Tana, and welcome to the Oddity Potty Podcast. Today, I want to share with you a story that I completely made up, or did I? Only I know for sure. I will tell you that it's true that I grew up in a very rural area, that I do drive a Tesla, and that I do have range anxiety when I visit home. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the term range anxiety, it's a phenomenon that happens to people who drive electric cars. Basically, it's the anxiety that you feel when your battery's running low and you're nowhere near a charger. Sort of like when you're driving your gas vehicle and you're on one sixteenth of a tank and you can't find a gas station. And while it's predicted that in the coming years, electric vehicles will replace traditional gas guzzlers, we aren't quite there yet. For those of us who dare to live in the future before the present has caught up, this can mean finding yourself in a hairy situation. This story is called Range Anxiety, and it's a terrifying tale about what happens when the future and the past collide. I love my Tesla. It's an amazing feat of engineering. Covered in cameras, it shows everything around you on a dashboard monitor. Cars and trucks around you appear in grayscale shapes with surprising accuracy. As do orange traffic cones, road signage, people, and pretty much anything else that's on the road. The speed limit is always posted on the screen so you don't speed, and you can navigate anywhere with the click of a button. And it also has this super cool thing called dog mode. You can leave your dog inside with the air on and a message comes up with the screen telling people that the dog inside is safe and the air is on and it posts the temperature. This is a critical feature for me because where I'm from, it gets really, really hot in the summer and people will smooth break out your window to rescue a hot doggy that you left inside your car when you ran into Walmart. You can even put it in camp mode and it will keep the car cool or warm with minimal battery drain while you sleep in it. And it is fast. Zero to 60 and 3.1 seconds. I once outran a Mustang Shelby GT500 in between stoplights and it only took the slightest pressure on the pedal to blow him off the road. But it also took 10 miles off my range. That's the only drawback to driving an electric car. You can't drive it as fast as you want because the battery will drain quicker that way. Add summer heat and a blasting radio to that, and sometimes I'll get up to 50% less range. I didn't realize that this was such a common phenomenon until I began reading Tesla chat boards. And yes, Tesla chat boards are a thing. It's something that's called range anxiety. The fear that you won't make it to your destination because your battery drained quicker than it should have. So when I was invited to a baby shower out in the boondocks, I made sure that the Tessie was charged to the max, with plenty of power to make it there and back, and swing by and pick up my Aunt Bobby on the way. There were no superchargers where we were going. Heck, there wasn't even phone service. The shower is to be held in an antique, restored, plantation-style home in a town with a population of 173, literally in the middle of nowhere. I know the area well, though. We lived there when I was little, and some of my family still resides in the town. I make it to my aunt's house with plenty of time and battery to spare. She's not quite ready, which is fine, because it gives me one last chance to scroll through my phone before I'm cut off from civilization for a few hours. 
one of my friends has sent me a TikTok, which I open immediately because I love TikTok videos. This one is especially interesting. It shows a guy driving through a cemetery in his Tesla. His dashboard monitor shows the clear forms of human bodies walking along the shoulder of the road. The forms are bright red, meaning that they are dangerously close to the car. But he's shooting the video on his phone, and you can clearly see that there isn't anyone walking on the road. His phone camera can't see the people, but the Tesla camera can. Oh my God, it's ghosts. Oh my gosh, I love this stuff. I'm a huge fan of ghost hunters, and I follow Grant Wilson, who's the co-founder of the Atlantic Paranormal Society, or TAPS, on every social media platform. I can just see him featuring my Tesla ghost video on an episode of Ghost Hunters. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, my dream come true. Remember when I mentioned that some of my family still inhabit that tiny town of population 100 and some change? Well, they're not all necessarily counted in the census. Most of them actually reside in the Creekside Cemetery, which holds about four times as many residents as the town itself. When Aunt Bobby is ready to leave, I tell her that we're going to stop at the Creekside Cemetery on the way to the shower and see if we can catch some ghosts on the Tesla cam. She politely tells me, hell to the gnaw, we are not. (sighs) Uh, I'm disappointed, and though I'm a grown woman, I still defer to her. She's my elder, and that's just how we do. But the whole time that we're at the shower, it's all I can think about. When else will I have time to try it? I have a slam schedule at work this week, and this might be my only chance in who knows how long. What if I saw some of my long-dead relatives? I'm not sure I'd recognize them because the Tesla cam doesn't show much detail, but what if it did? My Uncle Jeff was only 5'4 and over 500 pounds when he died, and he's buried at Creekside. I bet I'd recognize his shape for sure. A shiver of delight rolls down my spine. But the shower drags on and on and on. Though it's high summer, shadows start to splash across the lawn. I definitely don't want to try the Tesla graveyard thing in the dark. That's too scary even for me. So I tug at Aunt Bobby, pulling her away from the old woman who's had her cornered for half an hour. And I whisper, are you ready to go? I thought you'd never ask, she whispers back. So we hop in the Tesla and squall out of there. I don't make the ultimate decision to turn off the gravel road that leads to Creekside Cemetery until it's almost too late. Aunt Bobby clings to the grab handle for dear life and says a cuss word when she realizes what I'm doing. I say a cuss word when I realize how awful the road to the cemetery has been maintained. Like, it hasn't been maintained. At all. It's more like an overgrown path than a road. And the high weeds thump and drag across the bottom of my beloved Tesla. I am so pissed at myself. Clearly, this is a terrible idea, but there's nowhere to turn around. Weeds and brush surround us 360 degrees. Visibility around the curvy road ahead is zero, and I pray that some yee-yee boy in a jacked-up Chevy doesn't come along tearing down the road and flatten us. I consider trying to back out and decide that a yee-yee boy could rear-end us just as easily that way, so I keep moving forward. About a tenth of a mile in, We have to cross a rusted-out old cattle guard that's suspended over a deep ditch. More praying ensues that it doesn't crumble and leave us at the bottom of a hole. The ancient iron groans and protests as we zip across, but thankfully it holds. 
By the time the road opens up to the cemetery entrance, I'm more scared of ripping the bottom out of my car than of any ghost I might see. And we haven't seen anything anyway. The Tesla Monitor is completely devoid of everything, save for the car itself. It can't even discern the path. It just looks like a black car is floating aimlessly through white space. I gun it through the cemetery gates and start to do a Yui, but Auntie and the Tesla yell at me right at the same moment. There's a small, low headstone that I can't see, but luckily both of them did before I ran it over and gutted my car. I back out, gritting my teeth in anger as I hear gravel and red clay mud grind across my undercarriage. There's nowhere to go now but straight. And impossibly, the path goes even more narrow. Forced and brushed to the left, rows and rows of headstones to the right, drooping limbs of Spanish moss above, scraping across the glass of the Tesla's hood. Did I mention that I'm pissed? Yeah, so pissed. Auntie graciously offers to rub some salt into my wounds. Your car's going to be white after all the paint scratched off of it. It'll be like having a whole new car, she says. Thank you, Aunt Bobby, I think. That really made me feel better. I've got to find a place to turn around. There's got to be one. Otherwise, no hearse could have brought all these bodies out here for burial, let alone a funeral procession. There are headstones as far as the eye can see. It's got to be hundreds. And I've been out here many times for funerals as a kid, but I don't remember there being this many plots out here. Obviously, that means that a lot of people came out here and were able to get out. Somehow. So there's got to be a turnaround here somewhere. We continue to creep along slowly. So slow that the range meter doesn't even register a loss of miles, which is comforting at least. It seems like an hour has passed as we snail crawl along and the sky begins to darken. Look, Auntie cries, pointing to our left. A few feet off the path stands an old man clad in nothing but big smith overalls and a pair of red wing boots. No shirt, of course. Still hot out. I roll down my window and wave at him. Excuse me, sir, I holler. The old man chaws at a wad of tobacco in his cheek and spits. The grody black juice spatters on a nearby headstone. You lost? He asks and then cackles as if he knows exactly how ticked I am and thinks it's hilarious. Not lost, just trying to find a place to turn around, I reply as calmly as I can manage. As he gets closer, he LOLs again, and I can tell two things for sure. One, he's not a fan of dental hygiene. Or I should say he wasn't a fan of dental hygiene when he had had teeth. He's gumming that wad of red man for all it's worth. And his entire mouth is black as ink. Can you say oral cancer? And two, he definitely thinks that this is hilarious. Sir, I say, hoping to stop him before he gets too close. If you could just point us in the direction of the turnaround, that'd be great. I don't want him touching the Tesla or leaning through the window to talk. He slaps a grimy hand on the Tesla and leans through the window to talk. Woo-wee, he says and whistles, spraying a fine mist of tobacco spit onto my steering wheel. What's this fancy thing called? I want to run him over with it. I consider it. We're already in a graveyard. Seems appropriate. Convenient, even. It's a Tesla, Aunt Bobby offers sweetly. It's like driving a computer. You can see everything that happens up here on the screen. She points to it. Fancy, Redman hoots. 
Is that me right there? I look at the screen. Sure enough, it shows the outline of his body. It's bright red, meaning he's close, too close to my car. Then I notice something else on the screen. Something that makes my stomach drop. Somehow, in the two minutes that we've been sitting here talking to Red Man, the Tesla has lost 50 miles of range. What the... Redman laughs at my frustration and says, See that Philip yonder? I look to where he's pointing, but I don't see anyone. Just about a tenth of a mile up there, you'll see a big old headstone with an angel on top of it, and that's the turnabout. Can't miss it. A tenth of a mile. I do a quick calculation in my head. If I don't blast the air on the way home, I should have enough juice to make it back. I thank him and gently press on the accelerator. Anytime, hun he says and slaps the hood of the Tesla. Ten miles drop off the range meter. I should have run him over. We crawl along. And I don't see any Philip yonder. Until I do. He appears out of nowhere, sprinting across the graveyard, and somehow not tripping on the minefield of gravestones. I glance at the monitor to check the range. It's giving me severe anxiety now, and I don't want to spend another five minutes talking and idling. The range hasn't changed, but oddly, the cameras aren't picking up the guy who's about to run headlong into the side of the Tesla. Just before he T-bones us, he throws his hands out and catches himself on the driver's side door. Aunt Bobby shrieks with the force of the impact and rocks the car. I roll down the window and yell, Dude, what the hell? Sorry, 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 sorry. He gasps. He bends over, one hand still on the car for balance and the other clamped to his knee, trying to catch his breath. I just got to running too fast. I was was trying to catch you before you got too far up the road, he says in between gasps. He's wearing too many clothes for summer, or for running. A nice, if not out-of-style suit. It looks like polyester. Must be hot as all get out. Are you here for a funeral? Aunt Bobby asks. He scrunches his face up in confusion. Huh? You're wearing a suit, she says. Are you here for a funeral? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was here for a funeral, he says. Great, because my niece and I need to get out of here and we can't find the turnaround. Can you help us, please? Aunt Bobby's polite but firm tone tells me that she's as fed up as I am. And I'm glad she's taking the reins because I don't think I can speak to this guy without yelling. She probably knows that, too. I love her. The guy rests his hip against the Tesla. Fifty miles drop off the range meter. I feel like I might pee. Hey, can you not lean on my car, please? I say as civilly as I can. Oh, sorry, he says, and jumps back from the car like it's a hot stove. His red image jumps back onto the monitor and turns gray once he's farther away. I can even see his tie swinging. Even in grayscale, the detail is amazing. Just a little way up the road, you'll see a big concrete angel, he says. Make a circle around it, and you'll be on your way out. Okay, thanks, I say, and roll up the window before he can respond. I'm freaking. I've lost more than 100 miles of range goofing off in this godforsaken cemetery. I'll never make it home. I'll have to spend the night plugged up to Aunt Bobby's house, and I'll be late for work in the morning. But thankfully, blessedly, we round a corner and see a ginormous concrete angel. The road narrows to no more than a barely a beaten path, but it's the path to our freedom. Yes, Aunt Bobby and I both squeal with glee. 
As ticked as I am about the Tesla being inexplicably drained, getting stranded and spending the night with Aunt Bobby isn't the worst thing that could happen. Maybe the trip to the graveyard was a blessing in disguise. I inched the car around the angel, the path completely obscured now. I look at the monitor for guidance, hoping it will alert me to any sharp rocks or headstones that might be lurking under the undergrowth. And there's an alert, all right, but it's not a rock or a headstone or a hidden tree branch. It's the grayscale outline of a man waddling toward the passenger side of the door. He stops and makes a frantic come here motion with his arm, like he's saying, hurry up. Aunt Bobby sees it too. She turns and looks to where he's standing just a few feet away from her now. What's he doing? She asks. I don't know, I answer. But I don't want to take my eyes off the path. I just want to get us around this angel and far away from the tobacco-spitting wackadoo as I can get. But then Aunt Bobby gasps and I have to look. A woman appears out of thin air. She places her hand on the Tesla's hood. The battery range drops by 20 miles and her red image flares onto the monitor. She waves to someone and he materializes. His fingers graze the passenger window. Ten miles drop. Another red image appears. Aunt Bobby screams. I punch the accelerator and the Tesla whips around the angel like a quarter horse around a barrel. The path opens up to the gravel road as I speed out as fast as I dare. But not fast enough. On the monitor, both sides of the car are flanked by what looks like long strings of red Christmas lights shaped like human bodies. I can't see anyone but the Tesla does. As I race to get us out of the cemetery, while the range monitor dwindles as quickly as the light in the sky, I realize that neither I or Aunt Bobby has been recording any of this. We could have been TikTok famous. Grant Wilson would have granted us eternal membership into TAPS if we had. There's still a chance. I fumble with my phone and manage to hit the camera icon. And I record about two seconds of footage before the phone dies. And suddenly, I remember a blog article by Grant Wilson that I once read. It was called Brain Batteries. And he said, You're probably asking, why extra batteries? Well, something interesting tends to happen when you're chasing spooks. You see, these ghosts take a lot of energy to manifest themselves, either through sight, sound, or touch. They can't make this energy. They need to gather it from somewhere in order to get your attention. So, why not target your conveniently packaged power cells? I realize, too late, that my Tesla is just that. A giant, conveniently packaged power cell holding enough energy to manifest a lot. Hey, you! Yeah, you! Thanks for listening. Your support means so much. It's everything. If you haven't already, please go follow us on Instagram at Oddity Podity Podcast. And if you want to be the most helpfulest, please go leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. And if there's something weird or creepy or strange that you'd like me to investigate and report back to you on, drop me an email at oddity at gmail.com. That's O-D-D-I-T-Y. P-O-D-D-I-T-Y at gmail.com. See y'all next time.